Hello and welcome back to the Humble Thing Podcast. My name is Crystal Cedino and I am the Training and Development Specialist for the Native Learning. Thrilled that you guys can join us, listen in with us um, for this week's podcast. Wilma, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. I'm Wilma Noah. I'm the Training and Development Specialist at the Native Learning Center. Glad you can listen in again. And our special guest speaker, back again, Jack Hedrick. Say hi, Jack, and introduce yourself. Hi. <laughs> Good to see everybody. I have to remind Crystal, you can't yell hijack, especially on a plane, okay? <laughs> All right. So um, my name is Jack Hedrick, and I'm the president of Unbox Training Solutions, and we do leadership development, professional development. 85% of the folks we work with is, are in Indian country, really across the country. So really happy to be here today. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here again. It's funny. You've recorded with us what, three times this week. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're just like a regular now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's just we like really appreciate office. it. It's like my office is down the hall from you. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> All right. So what, <laughs> All right. So what we're talking about today is um, multi-generations multiple generations in the workplace. Wilma and I are quite familiar with this. I'm a different generation than Wilma is, and we both work well together. So we're hoping that Jack can give us some tips on how everyone can kind of do that. Because as we move forward in time, um, you know, there are large gaps. And I feel like youth in particular, millennials, <laughs> I hate categorizing myself with that group, but um, the millennial generation uh, wants to help. And I feel like there's a lot to learn from other generations like Wilma's and Jack's as well. So Jack, go ahead and uh, kick us off. Okay. So I think it's interesting. We say seven generations in the workplace. Really, there's between five to seven, depending on how you look at it and who defines it. Um, it was funny when we talked about offering generational diversity. I'm like, yeah, it's totally overdone. <laughs> and it is overdone a little bit in the training industry. But I think there's still a lot of folks out there that don't understand and don't grasp. They don't think about it from that standpoint when there is conflict or when they're having challenges in the workplace. They, they, they're really not stepping back to think, how should I approach this differently? And that's what it boils down to. I'll really focus more on six or five. It, it just kind of depends on how you look at the generational thing and they all identify a little bit different. Uh, but it really starts with the traditionalists who were born like 1900 to 1945, the boomers who were born 1946 to around 64, Gen X, which was around 65 to 76. And then somewhere in there, you sort of squeeze in like Gen Y, which would be like 77 to like the very early 80s and then you have kind of the millennial boom which is happening right behind the gen y and millennial and then now we have gen 2020 is what they're calling it which is anybody that was born after 1997. Um, and i think there's even another one in there called uh, gen z that were born around they were born right around 9 11. so if you look at it from that standpoint there's like seven totally different groups now, what you'll find is there's some overlap between each of these groups, <laughs> but essentially, you definitely can tell that there are some some gaps. 
when you look at just number wise, traditionalists, you know, there's probably around 50 million in the country. Uh, baby boomers, there's probably, I'm sorry, globally. Uh, when you look at baby boomers, there's probably about 76 million. When you look at Gen X, they're a smaller group, closer to traditionalists. They're only about 55 million. And then with millennials, there's about 80 million. And Gen Z, we're not sure yet how many are really, <laughs> are, are really part of that category. So, um, like I said, there's lots of different research and lots of different ways that you can look at it. But those that kind of really sums up the generational piece. So, tell me what, what you guys know about each generation or what you think. Okay, so uh, with NXs, uh, I would say that we are individualistic. We adapt to technology. Uh-huh. We're flexible and we need balance. Okay. And so I, this is like, it's so funny with the whole like generational thing. Cause I really don't like clump, being clumped up with the millennials. Cause we get, we get like a, um, oh, I guess, how would I say this? Like, flag. there we go. Flag. Like Bad being rap. so into technology, impatient, uh, like satisfaction now, like I got to have it. And it's so funny. Cause I'm not, really like that i'm i like i grew up i was born in 1990 so i'm like right on that like cost i remember when there wasn't a computer in my house i remember like that i didn't get a cell phone until i was in like mid no high school i didn't get a cell phone until i was in high school and even then it was like the the nokia brick phone like where they had snake on it <laughs> so, so <laughs> yeah so, so it's funny yeah so it's like i i have part of i i feel like i have part of a little bit like of like i don't know like a little bit of like generation x or maybe even oh no i guess it would be generation y in me like where it's not i'm not totally a millennial but i'm also not totally not a millennial maybe you're millennial with the old gen x soul I'll take it. <laughs> but do you remember party lines? Yeah. Yes, party lines. I remember that. But Crystal, do you remember party lines? Party lines? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. No, I can't say. <laughs> that, that's what defines. That's the difference between if you're a Gen Xer or not. <laughs> and so it's interesting because I love when I usually teach this face to face. You're gonna love this. So I went to the thrift store over the years, and so I picked up artifacts like from each generation. And so, oh. like I have, so I'll put out like a little display. It's like a little museum they get to go through as they're coming into the training. And so they'll go mm-hmm. from the traditionalist to. So I mean, I have the big floppy. You remember the floppy disk, Wilma, that we had to use? Yes. You know the great big ones. Oh, yes. <laughs> I found some of the great big floppy disks, the three M ones. <clears throat> So I have those out, you know, I've got a typewriter, I've got a rotary, you know, the old school rotary phone, all the way back to, you know, just games that were around at that time, what the board games were like and, you know, how things have really evolved through the years. And I love putting it out from that standpoint because you can really relate, you can really tell by their face where they really fit in (laughs) when they get to that area, you know, (laughs) because, you know, for the Gen Xers, it's the Trapper Keeper. You know, it's the thing. Oh, yeah. 
you know, that were very big uh, chief. Yeah. <laughs> we're very <laughs> specific. Yes. <laughs> to that generation. And, uh, you know, so I think that I, I love teaching it from that standpoint because it's, you, there's all these aha moments and people have all these flashbacks and it's just a lot of fun to teach it that way. But then when you get right down to it, talking about major differences, see a lot of the traditionalists and even some of your boomers have retired. Well, what they've done is they've retired and they either didn't have enough money to retire on or they got bored. And so they re-entered the workforce into a different career. And that's when we really, be, really began to see the change in the dynamics in the office. Because when those folks came back in, they may have retired from a career in teaching, but they went, they're coming back doing work as an office manager somewhere. And so mm -hmm. just because they don't want to stay at home and because they felt like, you know, they wanted to stay active and stay involved in life. And so, so you see some of that happening, but it's important to think about what happened, especially historical events that were happening in each time frame. So let's start with traditional. So your traditionalists had the Great Depression, World War II. You know, my grandpa was a, I mean, he was a World War II veteran, you know, and I remember his philosophy and his way of thinking. And, you know, it was, um, I'm still not a morning person. <laughs> and when I get up, I can still hear my, I can still hear his voice in the back of my head saying, what are you going to do? Sleep your life away? <laughs> oh, like, yeah. He would be up at 4.30. You know, he was up at 4.30 in the morning. And uh, so, I mean, very structured, um, vigilant, almost. Uh, they were very loyal to their workplace. Mm -hmm. my, my grandmother on that side, she retired 45 years. She was a supervisor of the housekeeping department at the local hospital. 45 wow. years. And it's just like, oh, my gosh. I mean, even Wilma and I as Gen, X, as Gen Xers are going, that's crazy. <laughs> Why would you say yeah. 45 years, you know? But that was just the norm then. And, yeah. you know, now, even between Gen X and Gen Y and the millennials, I think the average millennial, it said, would have, I think they said about 22, quote, careers, not necessarily even in the same industry, but they would change jobs and change careers about 22 times. That yeah. That the new norm. Like every five years. Yeah. Like that was the max. And so back to those traditionalists again, that's when you really saw the, the suburb, suburban life start springing up. People were moving out into the burb, you know, so that was kind of the new trend at that time. Um, and vaccines, of course, uh, were hot topic issues back then. So with your baby boomers, you know, that's when you had the Vietnam. You remember Jane Fonda's protests <laughs> yeah. in relation to Vietnam. Uh, those are the things that they connect to. They remember when civil and women's rights, the evolution of that, the Rosa Parks story on the bus. They are experiential or experimental in nature. Uh, they're very hardworking, and they were the first people that actually experienced a personal computer, and that was at the tail end of the boomers. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the mentality. You know, that's where your boomers are. That's what they were entrenched in when they were growing up. With the Gen X folks, you know, we remember the fall of the Berlin Wall. I remember the Gulf War. I was in school, and so I had a. I would write to the soldiers, and I remember there was this one guy that would write me back. So I had like a pen pal 
that was serving in the Gulf War. <laughs> I knew you was going to say that. Did I don't know if that? Crystal knows what a pen pal is. I do know what a pen pal is. <laughs> okay. <no>. Okay. <laughs> did you do that okay. Did you do that? Yes, one? I did do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that was yes. like a big thing to do um, at that time. Really, Gen Xers are, are the people who became more independent and not as dependent on anybody. So it sort of became okay to be single or whatever. We, we were more free-spirited in nature, if you will, probably because of a lot of what happened around the 60s and the 70s. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> um, we, and then that's really, we remember when the internet started you know i remember using aol dial up and you have to sit and listen for the connection to ding dong yes <laughs> and it was like no, you're just crossing your fingers going please connect please connect because you know if it didn't you'd have to start all over again <laughs> exactly <laughs> um and really that's a, you know mtv and what, yes. I, what i really remember as being you know, like influential or life changing was pop up video. <laughs> mm -hmm. You remember right. the pop up video? That yes. The, the music video playing, and it would have all this the statistics about the band and everything. I really uh, like that. <laughs> yeah, um, it had the of course the AIDS epidemic is that's really when that became a hot issue across the country, and we were the first ones to really shift the technology from. Uh, into mobile phones. So, you know, the car phone, you remember the old car phone? Yes. Bag phone. <laughs> yes. I mean, it was like, and only the rich people had the bag phone. <laughs> right. Because you know? those things, they were so, ex at that time, they weren't even that expensive, but for that time, it was very expensive, you know? Mm -hmm. In fact, they weren't that high, but anyway, I, I started watching uh, a new show with, um, it's called Little Fires Everywhere. Have you heard of it? Yep. Yes. On, yep. Reese Witherspoon um, has a car phone. <laughs> Reese Witherspoon? Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah. Kerry Washington are in it. And okay. It, it is based in this time frame. It looks good. And so um, it's it's interesting. I really I really wanted to watch it, not so much for the plot, but because when I found out it was from that era, I thought, well, that'll be interesting to see how they adapt everything back to that time, you know, and, mm -hmm. I've, and I've noticed a couple of things and I'm like, wait a minute, we didn't have that back then. <laughs> okay. I'm going to watch it now. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that's always fun to do. Um, so really your Gen Y came, you know, on the tail end of the, the Xers and, and Crystal, that's probably where you fall. That's why I say not every classification you hear is accurate because I was a later Gen Xer, you know, I was closer to the end. Um, so there's some big differences in the people who were at the front end of the Gen X and me even. There's some, I probably relate more to a millennial than I do to a boomer, if that makes sense. So then you've got these Gen Y qualities and millennials as they're introduced, you know, the, what they remember is 9-11. You know, that right. was the first significant thing that happened in their life. They are also, I think, I think what, and Crystal, you'll appreciate this because there's some wonderful qualities that Gen Y and millennial bring to the table. They're very community service minded and very civic minded in nature. 
as far as being a good citizen and trying to do the right thing and giving back to others. That mm -hmm. really it is a core value for a lot of Gen Ys and a lot of millennials. And a lot of people don't realize that they may be impatient <laughs> and you may have to coach them on yeah. things, but they've got, most of them have a very good heart and they're willing to give back to people. And that's big. You can't teach mm -hmm. that, you know? They're also very confident. They believe in diversity, which is amazing. They're accepting of everybody. Um, and they believe in this idea of globalism, you know, that we're all human beings, you know, and we should all be treated equally. And so, I mean, I think that that's huge. Now, the way that they changed the world was really everything is social, social network, social media, Google, Facebook. That's what millennials know and will remember from. And, and it's funny because now you look at the younger kids, they don't use Facebook. Mm -mm. You know, mm -hmm. Facebook is really, really a Gen X and a Gen Y and a millennial-ish type of thing. But most millennials and Gen, the ones born since then, they don't use Facebook. They use Instagram. They use Snapchat. There's other TikTok is the new thing. Yes. It's interesting because, you know, there's some differences there. And then what we're looking at now is this Gen 2020. And that's what I said. We're not quite sure how many of them there are. Most of them are younger than 15, so they haven't really entered the workforce. Or if they have, they may be a bag boy at the grocery store. You know what I mean? Right. They're very optimistic, though, because they saw us come. They've heard the stories of us coming through 9-11 and some of those things. So they're born with a lot more optimism because there are more solutions in the world now than when we were born or when we were growing up. They have very high expectations they're big on apps. So whereas Gen X, Gen Y, and the early millennials was really computers. Tablets were a big thing for us to dive into. This younger generation, it's like, I don't care about the computer. I want to do it on my phone, on an app. Right. Or they want to do it on a tablet, on an app. They want an app for it, not a program. As far as what the older generations used to. They're very big into social games. And they introduced social games, and then you saw it kind of explode across the rest of the generation. Words with friends. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. All those apps that <laughs> play connected to one another. Uh, my favorite is still Angry Birds. <laughs> I love playing Angry Birds. Um, and they're really big with tablet or handheld devices. So they're not focused on the computer near as much, but... Um, I think that's just kind of the kind of an overview if you look at background. So I think I think if you're in a workplace, it's important that if you see conflict happening or you hear these perspectives, people are disagreeing on something. I think that's one of the first questions you should ask is, are they different generations? Mm -hmm. Because what's mm -hmm. and, and think about how you reward people. So is it going to be different in how you would reward Wilma and I and how we would reward Crystal? Probably. Right. Probably. Right. You know, we're, the older you are, we're more motivated by title recognition, money. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> you know, whereas Crystal is probably, you may appreciate a flexible work schedule. Yeah. <laughs> I can agree Maybe. with that. <laughs> <laughs> like, instead of working eight to five, you would rather them just say, you put your 40 hours in, I don't care when you work. So, 
there's there's just like whereas maybe a Gen X or a boomer would probably be motivated more by a salary increase. So I mean, those are just some examples of how you can look at it. But well, what questions did you guys have? I've been babbling on for ten minutes. No, I love this. I love this conversation. I know it's overplayed and overdone, but I I think I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think it's great that we're having a conversation about it. It's not a training, you know what I mean? I used to always tell my kids, and I I used to tell Crystal this too. I go, people are going to try to run over you because of your age. In the same thing, in the same way, you also must give respect to the older generations because it's just the way you bring how you speak to them because they're going to say who is she to tell me all this stuff whenever she's young and she doesn't you know i used to tell my kid they're going to do that i said so you got to be careful how you talk to the older people yeah right right that's definitely one thing that's like and you mentioned earlier that like my generation's very like i guess like people oriented like inclusive and whatnot like be kind yeah. to everyone that yeah. is so true like mm-hmm. i believe that 110 percent. that's like a big thing of mine i was talking to my roommate earlier and i was just talking about look i don't care what you do as long as you're kind to everyone like that's my big thing yep and that's very characteristic of that generation so um, and that's, it's a great quality. So, I mean, that's why I think in the trainings and things, sometimes it gets overplayed by pointing out all of the flaws, but what they forget when you have conversations, there's some really good qualities that every generation has that brings to the table. You just got to match their strengths with right. you know, what your needs are. Right. And so mm-hmm. it's interesting. I won't say what tribe I work with. If you followed me through some of the training, some of you know what tribe I worked at. <laughs> <laughs> I was over, I was passed over time and time and time again for promotion. Probably five times that I can think of. Because of your age? And the response was you don't have enough gray hair. And why? You don't, you don't have don't, enough gray hair. You don't have enough oh. Gray hair. Oh, I don't like that. I don't like that either. And so I mean it's out there, you know. And mm-hmm. I and I was and I worked in the HR department. <laughs> I'm like, right. Seriously. Seriously. But do you think do you think that was a, a kind of a way for you to start your own business? Like, am I going to get anywhere in this company? I could do this elsewhere. Yeah, it made me look at things differently and say, mm-hmm. you know, if that's your attitude, you've seen what I'm capable of. And here's the thing: they gave me a huge raise, but wouldn't give me a title or a promotion to go along with it. Oh, wow. And I'm like, really? So you'll give me the raise, but it's like you won't publicly say mm-hmm. right. another level. And so it just really, it was really hard to process at that time. You know, it was interesting. I said in another training on native cultural competency and that, you know, tribal politics came up in that. And somebody said, you know, I'm not native, but they said, I've never seen politics like in Indian country. And I'm like, wow, if you only knew. <laughs> <laughs> We're so, exactly but i'm thinking uh as we talk about this today i'm thinking wow i mean that's such a part of it too you know wow i think that's all the questions i had crystal um, okay well so i guess i do have one so um okay for our listeners what i guess 
some major takeaways that they can get from listening in yeah. on today's podcast? Yeah, I think one is identify conflict that's happening in the workplace and think about, mm-hmm. you know, when you look at how do we solve this, one of the questions you need to start asking is, is it generational? And if it's generational, do your research before you reapproach it. Because if you're trying to explain something to a Gen Xer, the way I would explain something to Crystal and how I would explain something to a traditionalist are going to be different. Mm -hmm. The responses that I need to have and the language that I use. Because Gen Xers Mm -hmm. want coaching. They don't want somebody that says, you broke the rule because a millennial or Gen Y would go, why do we have rules? (laughs) Right? But well, well, you would you would shut down immediately if I told you you broke the rule. You would rather me approach it as Crystal. We need to talk about this. Now I don't want you to think this right. is bad, but we just need to make sure that this doesn't happen again. So it, it has to be more of a coaching conversation, whereas a traditionalist mm-hmm. is going to be like, "Don't give me this. Just tell me right out." what's wrong and I'll fix it all in the approach to how you start that conversation and I think that's what's it's all boils down to communication and I, I think I think that will help if you if you begin to approach your conversations different differently by thinking about how they would want to be approached depending on their generation okay I think this is so helpful. I don't know. I think yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, good. Good. I love having this. I love this. This is the best generational diversity training I've ever done. (laughs) And I think think that's why. I think you you hit it right on, Crystal. This is awesome. We should be having more conversations about how than attending a training on it. So this is good. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, Jack, do you have anything else you wanted to add? I think that's it. My email um, is jack at unbox, unboxedok.com. And if you think of anything or have more questions about it or need more resources, just shoot me an email. And I've got tons of articles and PowerPoints. I'll be more than happy to send you away. Awesome. Thank you so much. And to our listeners, if you're trying to get a hold of us, uh, Wilma and myself is what I mean by us. <laughs> um, you can reach us at our emails because uh, currently we're not in the office and this is going to be released while we're still going through this whole uh, COVID-19 um, business. You can find me, Crystal Cino, at K-R-Y-S-T-O-L-C-E-D-E-N-O at semtribe.com so crystal sedino at semtribe.com and wilma it's wilma wilma noah at semtribe.com that's w-i-l-m-a-n-o-a-h at semtribe.com awesome and uh we really do appreciate our listeners listening in on this podcast along with any of the others that we've posted i think we have up to date like what 29 wilma Yes. Yeah. So, and there's probably an increase as <laughs> this one gets released, but um, yeah, we have quite a little library we're building up and um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So 
we will catch you on next week's podcast releases. So thanks, guys. Everyone stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you on the next podcast. Yes. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.